0: visit AscentEquityGroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T EquityGroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only.
1: Finding someone that you find value from and really going to them and trying to ask the question, what is the biggest challenge in your business? What is the biggest challenge in what you're doing? And by asking that question, I promise you, they're asking that question already. They know what their biggest challenge is, but nobody else is coming to them and asking that question. They're coming and say, hey, I want you to mentor me. Everybody wants something from them. But when you come as somebody who's, hey, how can I give to
2: you? Is there any way I can help you? Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel.
3: Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm here today with our guest, Bronson Hill. Bronson is joining us from Pasadena, California. He's got 15 years of real estate experience and has a $60 million portfolio with 800 units. He's also the founder and CEO of Bronson Equity. Bronson, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Ash. Really excited to be with you and be with the listeners. I love this podcast. I'm really excited to be a part of it today.
3: We're glad to have you. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
1: Yeah, so my background, I was a high-paid consultant in the medical field, and basically, I was doing single-family houses. My goal was to basically retire through single-family, so I'd gotten four or five houses in the Cleveland area, and I had a relative come to me and say, hey, your plan of getting 30 houses and managing them individually that sounds like a lot of work. Why don't you consider multifamily? And I said, well, I'd love to do multifamily. I don't have the money. So he said, well, you can raise the money. So basically it started me on a path and uh, kind of learning more about syndication. He said, read this book, look at this. And he's a very successful investor, has about 1400 units himself. So basically that kind of took me on a path where I just learned everything I could, ended up starting a meetup in Pasadena, went to a bunch of events, and now I've raised about 15 million for real estate. So it's been quite a journey here.
3: And how many years ago was it that you read that book? And what was the book?
1: There wasn't necessarily a book. Rich Dad Poor Dad was pretty influential for me, but it was really that conversation with my cousin who kind of steered me down this path. But it's been only about three and a half years, so not that long in the multifamily journey.
3: That is a commendable rise to fame, $60 million in three and a half years. We want to learn how you did it. So, single family rentals, and you open your eyes to syndication. What was your next step after educating yourself?
1: So after educating myself, as I was reading books and I was networking, I realized connecting with other investors is really important. So I'd been a part of a meetup in my local Los Angeles area for seven or eight years. And so I approached the person who leads that and basically said, hey, what if we started a multifamily meetup? We did another meetup at the same location and we just specifically talking about multifamily. So our first meeting, we basically had about 50 or 60 people show up. Again, at this point, I haven't done any multifamily deals, haven't really done anything, but a guy approached me while I was there and said, hey, I'd be interested in investing with you. So I thought, wow, this is awesome. So I got coffee with him. And basically he said he would invest a hundred K in a deal. If I had a deal, I kind of showed him a sample deal of what it could look like. So there was also a syndicator that I had met at the same event. I was able to basically kind of bring those two people together and I was able to raise a small amount of money for my first deal. So it's amazing how starting the meetup and it's particularly that first event was really influential for me to kind of get started in actually investing and getting people invested in deals.
3: Bronson, you said you had a syndicator that you brought into the deal. Did that syndicator already have a potential deal in the works?
1: Yes. The syndicator did have a deal in the works, so they were working on raising for a deal, and so I had a conversation with them as well. And so in the process of the weeks following this event, I was able to connect these two people, the person who had money to invest as well as the syndicator who had this deal who was looking for money. And I found in real estate, if you can just simply connect the deals and the money, it's amazing what you can accomplish, right? Because there's so many deals out there. Sometimes Right now, deals are a little harder to find right now, actually really good deals, but there are a lot of people that have a money problem, meaning they have money and they don't know where to put it where it doesn't feel risky like the stock market or where there's some inflation hedges. And so I was able to connect those two together.
3: And by connecting those two people together, were you able to get equity in the deal? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I was able to become a general partner in the deal. So there is something really powerful about getting your first multifamily deal, whether it is a duplex or this particular property was two hundred twenty five units in Texas. So again it was a small amount, it was a hundred thousand dollars, was not a lot of money. I reached out to friends and family, but it was amazing that this guy was really the first person that invested with me. And then from there, once you get started, obviously, as you know, it gets easier from there because people know you as somebody who really adds value to the multifamily space.
2: We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting, go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% By leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever and remember to mention the Best Ever podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever. joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved.
3: To give our listeners an idea of where you were, how many single-family rentals did you have at the time?
2: I
1: had at the time, there was actually four, so we had four single-family rentals.
3: Okay, so you're relatively new, and now you do this deal where you become a GP by marrying two people together in a deal. You're feeling really good. And I'm assuming you want to rinse and repeat that.
1: Yeah. So obviously from there, the goal really is to do more deals and do bigger deals. And my next step on that path is I connected with a successful syndicator, somebody who's a podcaster, had quite an audience, and I was able to develop a relationship with them. I was going to raise some money for one of their deals and partner with them but through a series of events and over time I was actually able to pitch this person on hey you know you've got this great audience for active investors what if we did something for the passive investors that might be listening so we created something together to really go after that group so we're this well-known person had trouble raising $600,000 for a deal that within a short time, we were raising millions of dollars basically as we develop these systems together. And I talked to over a thousand individual investors on the phone. So I got a lot of experience doing that, but basically really providing in a partnership, really what was missing. And there were some things missing for this person that I was able to come on board and help provide.
3: And what specifically were those things that were missing?
1: Yeah, so like I was saying, this particular syndicator is really great on the active side, does a lot of training courses and education and all kinds of stuff. But really, again, to have a list of tens of thousands of people, but not really have it segmented into, okay, these are passive investors. And of course, my background, too, is I'm a higher earning professional. I'm an accredited investor, and I've been a passive investor before. So bringing my experience and my desire to say, hey, let's really focus on this group of people that basically they're very different, right? Somebody who's a physician, somebody who's a CPA, attorney, or business owner, a lot of times they don't want to necessarily go get another job and go to syndicate themselves, right? They're trying to say, how can I be a part of a deal passively? So really what was lacking is there wasn't really a funnel or there wasn't really information such as, podcasts and videos and content and somebody who can get on the phone and just have conversations with these people to talk about what does it look like to actually passively invest.
3: All right. So you made it sound easy when you said your partner was looking for $600,000 and you raised millions. How did you do that?
1: So it was team. It wasn't me only. Obviously, there were a lot of systems that went into that, and there was some base there. But again, there's this saying that I've heard, and it really has changed my life, but the idea of really making yourself valuable to valuable people. So I've gotten a lot of value from this particular person that I had approached, and I thought, okay, what really is lacking here? What is the thing that they really need the most? And the issue they were having is they weren't able to raise money internally. They were having to go to external partners. So I said, well, you've got this huge audience. Let's see what we can do to really come in and really create a segmented audience, say, okay, we've got the active side of investors over here. What can we do with the passive investors over here? How can we create opportunities to have calls? So again, like I said, I spoke to over a thousand investors over about a two-year period, all the credit investors individually over the phone. And how we did that is we created different resources and content. We talked about it on the podcast. Hey, we've got deals, we've got this going on. So again, from not focusing really on targeting passive investors to saying, Hey, we've actually got this system, this process, this way to invest. We've got someone that you can connect with. So it was a team effort, but really, again, just making it easy for people to say, Hey, I can listen to this. And I don't want to run an apartment building myself. I don't want to buy a duplex. I don't want to get to 200 unit myself or be a part of that team because I'm too busy with my job. So creating another way for people like that to connect. So that's kind of really what we did is we created this whole other target focus for this group.
3: Bronson, you mentioned physicians and CPAs, and I'll just pick on those two examples. How do you pitch them, and what are the differences in how you pitch the two individuals?
1: Okay, so when you talk to wealthy or busy professionals, a lot of people are talking about this idea of what does the accredited investor look like, or what's in the high net worth person, or what's in their mind, and really a few things come to mind And I have a lot of friends that are physicians, and a lot of them they'll make sometimes millions of dollars a year, but they'll be working tons of hours on certain weeks, so it's not necessarily a freedom of time. So when you teach them about passive investing and that, hey, you can actually put money in this other bucket we call passive income, and once you vet the deal and you vet the sponsor, you don't actually have to have an active role in that. It really kind of the light bulb goes on for a lot of people and they start to say, oh wow, I can actually become more wealthy. I can actually have my investments grow without the volatility of the stock market and it doesn't take necessarily much more of my time. So time is a huge issue for busy professionals. Between the two of those, I would say in general, physicians are usually busier than the CPAs that generally I speak with. CPAs tend sometimes to get really into the numbers because they work with numbers all day, so they will kind of to get really nerdy with it. So depending on if somebody is listening and they're an active investor and they're looking to target these groups, I would say just target one or target what fits for you. If you're a real numbers person, then maybe working with CPAs may become a little bit easier because you're going to kind of get deep into those numbers anyway. If you're looking at working with physicians, just making it as easy as possible for them to have content to consume, whether it's podcasts or eBooks or other things, just that really it can take for them, just these complex issues really make them simple. A second thing for physicians really is they're taxed at a very, very high level. So if you can offer tax-advantaged investments or education around that stuff. And you can take these complex things and make them very simple. They're very appreciative. And again, you become a trusted person at providing free content. Then they'll say, Hey, I'm interested in investing with you. And that's really what happens. First, you provide the value, they get to know you, and then they can say, Hey, what else do you have to offer?
3: Interesting and good advice. So my wife's a physician and I agree with all your points. They work a lot. They often don't make the best investment decisions. I don't syndicate, but I've introduced or I've offered to introduce some of these physicians to the world of syndication. And the biggest block that I get from them is, oh, those numbers can't be true. That's too good to be true. Do you get that?
1: Yeah. To be really honest, when I first started seeing the numbers, they had a too good to be true kind of feel because again, a lot of people that our physicians, they typically have a money person that they don't even realize is taking- I got a guy,
3: everyone's got a guy, right? Everyone's got
1: a guy. And then these fees, I mean, Tony Robbins wrote a book and he said that the average fee for a mutual fund is you know, somewhere around 3.2%, but there's all these undisclosed fees. And then the money person themselves takes another one and a half to 2% on top. So basically all of your gains in the stock market are going. So when people see a stock market gains on average, if you don't include the fees are typically six like to 8%. So when you're saying, hey, I got a deal that we're projecting 15% per year conservatively, it can really sound too good to be true. So what I try to do with those people is I try to connect them with other people, other investors, other physicians, other people that are in their field or just that are more professional investors or people that are are passively investing full-time because there are people who have been doing this for years. Their goal is to about double their money every five to seven years. And I think that's the amazing thing to me about passive investing. And if you are active or you are a high earner, everyone should be very interested in learning more about passive investing because it truly is the way you can have freedom of time and freedom of money.
3: And what are some of the things that you do to educate your audience or potential investors?
1: There's a lot of things. We do a monthly panel where we bring on different syndicators. We bring on different investors. We've got, probably by the time this airs, it'll be over, but there's one where we're comparing experts in different fields about what's the best investment right now, cryptocurrency, real estate, or precious metals. And we're having experts in all of those come on and basically debate that topic. So basically just talking through different things. We're talking about vetting sponsors. We'll bring in different sponsors and vet that topics. That's some things we do. I have a free ebook. I have it on my website. People can download. I try to be guests on podcasts. In any way, I can provide some sort of resource. And it happens also through phone calls. It happens individually, happens on a group. And I think there's lots of ways you can do it.
2: We'll get back to the show, with first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com.
3: What advice would you give to people that are at the four single family rental stage that you are at and they wanna get in your shoes? What's some of the advice you would give those people?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a couple things that I would recommend that you do right away. The first thing, typically the person that's got three or four rental houses, people know you not as a real estate person. They didn't know me as real estate Bronson. They knew me as medical sales Bronson or consulting Bronson, right? So I had to start telling the story of this is who I am. So I recommend everybody, if you're getting started out, just get a MailChimp account. It'll cost you 10 15 bucks a month. And just go on there. And even if you're just going to conferences and meeting people, and just start posting what you're learning, posting what you're doing, post what you're doing about your houses, put all your friends and family on there, just have this list. And what will happen is these people won't invest with you necessarily right away, but these are people that they already know you and they already trust you. So if you start taking people on this journey with you, it can help people that when you are ready to get investors in a year or two, they're going to be brought along that journey. So that's one thing. First thing is to start telling your story of where you've been and where you're going. And then the second thing is if you can start a meetup Or you can start putting any sort of content out there that's just, hey, this is myself trying to give to people in a way that's going to help them on their journey. So if your target person is a physician, then doing meetups for physicians or creating some sort of resource to reduce taxes for physicians or something that basically adds value to that conversation. Because people literally, they they can stay awake at night thinking, man, I'm paying 50% or more of my money that i'm making in taxes and that's crazy but it's true
3: that is great advice and i made the same mistake i was in real estate for three years and most of my friends and family didn't even know what i did they thought i was still in it right so yeah that's a great piece of advice along those lines what's your best real estate investing advice ever
1: the best advice that i can say is really that idea finding someone that you find value from and really going to them and trying to ask the question, what is the biggest challenge in your business? What is the biggest challenge in what you're doing? And by asking that question, I promise you, they're asking that question already. They know what their biggest challenge is, but nobody else is coming to them and asking that question. They're coming and say, hey, I want you to mentor me. Everybody wants something from them. But when you come as somebody who's, hey, how can I give to you? Is there any way I can help you? And I wouldn't even worry about how you're going to get paid or anything's going to happen. It's just try to find, is there something that I can do to help solve this problem? And I promise you, if you make yourself valuable to valuable people, then you will find a place for yourself in any industry because you are now somebody who's coming in, asking the right questions. And if you have the ability to solve the problem or at least be able to understand it, it allows you to potentially become a partner with that person and do some great things.
3: I hope people really take that answer in. I can't tell you how valuable that is. I've had a lot of people come up to me, hey, I need to get with you. Hey, I need to learn what you're doing. I'm sorry, what? And then I've had other people hey, what's a bottleneck I can help you with? And those people stand out so immensely. And I'm willing to bend over backwards because they also put the time and the grind in to find solutions to whatever you present to them. What you just said is incredibly valuable. So it's great advice. Bronson, are you ready for the best ever lightning round?
1: I'm ready. I'm ready to get lit on fire or the lightning or whatever you <laughs> want to do here, Ash. I'm, I'm at your disposal.
3: All right, Bronson, what's the best ever book you recently read?
1: I've read quite a few books recently. There's a book called Never Split the Difference, and it basically – it's a book about negotiating. It's written by an FBI negotiator named Chris Voss. Excellent book. Talks about how everything in life really is a negotiation, and I think that it will help you both in your personal relationships as well as your real estate. That was one, and there's another one that's called The Slight Edge by a guy named Jeff Olson, who talks about the subtle changes, the little decisions, the habits that you do every single day that allow you over time to get exponentially better. Or sometimes if you make the wrong decisions, you get exponentially worse. If you don't eat well, you don't exercise, you don't do certain things. So The Slight Edge is also a wonderful book.
3: Bronson, what's the best ever way you like to give back?
1: For me, my big why is I have a big number of money that I want to resource to be able to get but it's not so that I can have a Mai Tai or, or Ya lifestyle. It's basically saying, I, I want to give to this cause. And the cause is fighting human trafficking. There are 20 to 40 million human slaves currently in the world in 2021. And it continues to be a bigger and bigger and bigger problem. So that's really the cause that I want to give. And I do give to.
3: That's an incredible mission. Thank you for that. Bronson, tell us about your book and tell us how the best ever listeners can reach out to you.
1: Yeah, you can go to my website, bronsonequity.com. And I do have a free ebook there. That's the single best investing strategy during and after a pandemic it really talks about some of the advantages of multifamily investing, especially during and after a pandemic. And there's just some really neat things happening right now that will help. Also, if you are active and you you have some things that you're looking for, I'd love to be a resource for you. If you're interested in learning more about passive investing, we have a couple of deals we're working on right now that are really exciting. So always love networking with both active and passive investors.
3: Ronson, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. And you know, one of the first things you mentioned was what changed your life is when you learned to give value to other people. And the theme of what we talked about today, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but everything you've done is giving value to other people, whether it's partners, investors, syndicators, your audience. So, a lot of great lessons in here. Thank you so much for sharing that advice. Incredible. Best ever listeners, thank you for joining us. Have a best ever day.
1: Thanks, Ash.